Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to the Level Up Latina podcast. Today is episode 81, which is actually the December random episode. One of our favorite episodes to record because this is where we talk about everything and anything under the sun and under a rock and under everything you can imagine. So we're going to go ahead and chit chat, our usual random chit chat, and also kind of like a, a good riddance of 2020. But we're going to start off with a little bit of uh, mispronunciations as first generation Latinas. I know that we've, uh, we're addressing this because we had some feedback from a listener and that we were mispronouncing the name of our now Madam Vice President. Now, we'll get into that a little bit later. Once that was brought up, it really reminded me of how I, for ages, forever, and not until college, I would say maybe my third or fourth year already, okay, in Santa Barbara, did, um, I said the word pecan instead of pecan, you know that's not how you pr pronounce pecan um it's uh it's pecan and i would hear the word pecan but i just it didn't think that it was the same one that i was saying so <laughs> i i knew that I, I i knew what i was saying and one day finally like i mentioned three years into santa barbara my third or fourth year you know guys when um what was it? Collegiate Circle was still big. And you yeah. would put comments on people's thing. And my name on Collegiate Circle was Vero Lerolicious. And there was this girl, Michelle, and her her name was Butter Peckin, six something. I remember. <laughs> but I was like, why would you want to name yourself Butter Peckin, first of all, right? <laughs> and um, anyway, so I was mentioning that to someone. And I go, how dumb is Michelle's name? Like, why would you even want to be named Butter Peckin? And they're like, huh? I'm like, yeah. Butter pecan. They're like, no, it's butter pecan. And I was like, ¿Qué? ¿Qué es eso? <laughs> but I had said pecan my entire life, and no one ever until that point said that is not how you say it, Vero. What does pecan sound like? It's 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 funny. Ah, yeah, it does. It sounds like <laughs> some pecan bird. bird. Yeah, like pecan a bird. Pine, a pecan bird. Um, but I was like, and it's not the only word that I've definitely mispronounced. I have a hard time pronouncing words, and and maybe it's because I learned Spanish before English and. My English is not the best. I mean, recently my husband had to correct me on saying a word. I was saying synchrony, synchrony. And uh, he goes, do you mean synchrony? And <laughs> I mean, nos pasa, nos pasa. I'm sure you guys have some stories. So why don't we um, pass it on to somebody else? Let's do it. I should start because I'm the one that was saying our Madam Vice President Elect's name wrong. I know that it's Kamala. I know that, guys. I know it. And I was on a roll, so I want to apologize. First to our listener who pointed that out. And second to our new Vice President Elect, Senator Harris. Now Vice President Harris deserves more than me being on a roll and excited and calling her. I think I was saying Kamala. And it's definitely not that. It's Kamala. And I know that again, I know that I have a great book that I read to my daughter about her and I was pumped when she was elected. So I'm sorry for mispronouncing her name because I think it is disrespectful, even if it's unintentional, because, you know, we, we didn't know we were doing it and our message overall was exciting. But everybody hates that. Like everybody hates that when people can't pronounce your name. And I get it. My last name's Quevedo. It happens to the kids all the time. Folks can't necessarily pronounce their name and they correct them. So sorry, 
again for messing that up. But in this conversation, we talked about words that we our whole life have either messed up or someone corrected us or how embarrassing. When I was little, that word was ask. I used to say X, X. Like in my mind, I think I saw an A-K-S. And I just remember a teacher just being so frustrated with me. So I'll never forget like the way that she reprimanded me because it was like, you always do that. Like, you just tell when this teacher had just had enough. She was in the wrong profession because I think I was like in preschool and she was so mad at my ex. She's like, why do you always say ex? I also mm -hmm. talk really fast. So by nature, I'm on a roll and my words just come out how they come out. So I do know English, believe it or not. My husband always says a funny story about how, you know, he wasn't technically born in this country. He came here when he was one. Like, Vito, he learned Spanish first. And he has a whole list of words. So he had, he loved this. When we were talking about this, he was listening to us kind of crack each other up. And he was like, oh, my God, I've always said salmon wrong. I'm like saying Solomon. He's like, it's salmon. And he can't pronounce yes. words with like the like the WL sound, like bowl, roll. Like he says it's so funny. The kids totally make fun of him. But his word growing up, they didn't say pause, right? They used to say, what was it? I told you girls. Pause. 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 So, you know, like press pause or whatever. Press pause. Anyway. Pause. Pause. I think it was pause. Whatever it was. But my goodness, like if you're out there and you have words, share your words with us and share your embarrassing moments where someone maybe corrected you in college, your spouse, just like the other day, corrected Vero. Diego is correcting me all the time, right? Correct him. Like we're trying to extend our vocabulary and nine times out of 10, we're even saying like our dicho's wrong. We think we know idioms and the idioms all wrong. So we're doing Idiom. You idiots. <laughs> oh my God. Someone right now is frantically like Googling idiom. It's okay. We learn things where we learn them. We don't even know if we're saying it right. So to our listeners, we're not going to get it hundred percent right all the time. We're totally human. And again, I know that it's Kamala and I'm so happy to have you as our vice president elect. Yeah, that is just yeah. so trippy. When we were sharing those those words, it's, um, I, I mentioned to you guys that my uncle, que venía seguido de México, and he would stay with us, he was trying to find, he wanted to buy English in Barreras, because he's like, I want to speak English. I want to learn how to speak English. Tío venía de Culiacán, and, you know, very, he's a, he was an entrepreneur, businessman, you know, era gerente de un banco, and he was just, you know, expanding his his uh, wealth and trying to build his business back home. But he's like, I think it would benefit from speaking English. So he found Inglés in Barreras being too expensive. So he went for a knockoff version that was like a, a quarter of the price. And you can tell that it was a quarter of the quality because <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, I would hear him like learn all these words like, uh, este, because, es, este, no, dice, because se, se pronuncia because, pero se pronuncia because, and they would put a different word on there, right? <laughs> and the funniest one to me was when he was trying to learn the word refrigerator. <laughs> and the word on the video was like, este, el, la, se escribe así, pero se pronuncia refrigerator. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember taking a double take and I was like, what did it just say? And then my uncle was like really trying to say yeah. refrigerator. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know. But they were probably like, hey, we're going to teach you English. Like if you learned it as a, for sure, a second language, you know, it's not like you just know it. But that was embarrassing. And my uncle always liked to order Big Macs. And he just had a hard time ordering a Big Mac. And I think he wanted to just do it the right way. But he would do a hard Big Mac. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> are you choking, Theo? But he loved his Big Macs. Uh, but in Canción, I loved him to death. But oh it was so funny. I come from a family of mispronunciations, you know. Refrigerator. <laughs> Go ahead, Ceci. What are yours? No. That's funny. No, I have several. I mean, especially like idioms and like sayings in English. Like at work, for example, my colleagues... 
would say something and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that. And you know, with the, like the younger associates, like, again, I've said this before, I was like the only Latina, but the other, the younger associates, like, you know, we had this like commodity and like get along and make, you know, fun of each other. I remember one time we were talking about a case with my, uh, with one of my uh, colleagues, Zach. And he's like, you know, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm like, what? And he's like, you've never heard that? Like, you've never heard that? I was like, no, I haven't. And I would always like use the excuse as like Spanish was my first language. Okay. And he's like, yes, but you were born and raised in Hayward and you lived here all your life. I'm like, yeah, but I've never heard it. I'm like, I can, I know sayings in Spanish because that's what I grew up with, but I've never heard of this particular one. So have you guys heard of that one? I'm not from Kansas, so no. <laughs> so I've heard it, but what does it mean? So yeah. it means basically that what's good for one person is going to be good for all. And I was like looking it up because I was I didn't clearly remember what it was, but it was like something like along the lines of okay, if the husband can go out at night with his friends, then she can do it too. Like whatever is going to be good for like the the, the individual, like it's going to be good for the overall family. Algo así. I mean, don't it's don't quote me on that, but algo así. And if you, you, we can Google it too and, and, and talk a lot, uh, about it more. And, but yeah, like, just like you guys, I've gotten corrected by my husband, by other uh, colleagues. Like I correct my husband uh, m recently uh, after we had, I had recorded my session for our Hermanas Unidas conference. I was telling Irene this earlier, I was talking about toxic and getting ri rid of like the toxic relationships and that could be family or people that we follow. And after I had recorded my session, I was watching it and then I was showing it to my husband for feedback. And he's like, you kept, you keep on saying toxicity. It's toxicity. And I was like, what? Oh, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, and I was like, man, I already recorded it. I was like, hopefully people don't really like, don't pay attention to that or don't really notice it because it's a recording. But I was like, that's how you say it. I had no idea. Toxicity. It just doesn't roll the same way as toxicity. I was like, so, and I still say it. Like I said it again the other day. Um, I, I was talking about something and he's like, he's like, remember toxicity? I was like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to have to serve your divorce papers because clearly, um, <laughs> don't get it. This is very toxic for me. The toxicity of this toxicity. relationship. Well, how about those idioms? Like, esos, esos dichos. Like, have you guys ever encountered people that just use a dicho, but they're like, they really don't know what it, they're not using it in the right way. Like, Como el chavo, el ocho. <laughs> <laughs> what I've encountered is when people try to use them and then they pronounce the words wrong. And I'm not that corrector. Like I'll be in meetings and I'm like, she said that completely wrong, but I know what she's trying to say. Or like words like farther and further, you know, things like that. But, <laughs> but there's, there's dichos that, you know, like uh, uh, Otto was telling me that he worked with a guy that he just, no sabia. He would just use these dichos and he was like, why that? No, that doesn't fit in here. Like that makes no sense. Like that's not how you're supposed to use that. What about and, what, what about like you know when you introduce someone and you say without further ado yeah i've heard so i heard once one per one person say without further to do and i was like and i was like, <laughs> like i was holding my lap and i you know it wasn't appropriate for me to correct them because it was like live and whatnot but it was like no it's not further to do it's yeah. further. maybe that I person didn't have me. anything else to do yeah you know? <laughs> like oh i have nothing else to do so here comes ceci or irene yeah yeah but it's like those people they're like okay i said pego el dedo ah pues mira 
este, to each his own. No, like, you know, like, <laughs> there's things like that when you just use them the wrong way. And he was saying that this manager would just use it all the time. And he's like, oh my God, this guy needs like a, a book on how to use these properly with examples of when to use them because, you know, that's happened. But he was having a conversation with a friend recently and his, his friend said, you know, Otto shared his opinion and then his friend's like, oh, I hear to each his own. And he's like, that doesn't mean that. Like, I'm just, I mean, I mean, you could say I'm entitled to my own opinion. You can say a couple of things, but not to each his own. But he's like, what ifs? And I know for me, I've seen people, like I've heard people use those and I want to tell them. But what do you think keeps us from telling them? Like, hey, esa maleso. I think it's the origin of this conversation that we, us three, I think we feel that we are children of immigrants and we've learned how we've learned and our parents, I mean, my Spanish for many years, I was so self-conscious because I know we made up words. Sacatines is not a word. Calcetines is a word, but socks are socks and calcetines are calcetines. And in my home, we had so many words like that. So I always come from a place of like, it's not my place to correct anybody because I know that growing up, I probably drove people crazy in college with professors and whatnot. And I'm so grateful for the people that have corrected me. But I know that I'm in my home, we made up so many words. Like we didn't say daddy. We said daddy. What's a daddy? And daddy. we talk daddy. about our daddy. daddy. And people and daddy this and daddy that. And people are looking at us like, first of all, is that your daddy? Tu papa? Tu papi? Like, what is a daddy? But, you know, we oh, baby daddy. Daddy. <laughs> my baby daddy. My baby daddy. But we had so many words growing up that were like that, that I didn't realize until I left the house. I was properly learning Spanish. I'm around people that speak differently. Lisette being one of those people went to college with someone who I just love her Spanish. And I realized, in fact, with her people. And when I would vacation with her, I would feel so self-conscious. And then I got to travel more and I realized like, dude, trying is better than not. And I tell my kids all the time, you throw out the words, do your best, apologize if you feel self-conscious and you feel like, oh, I don't know this is how you say it, but I'm going to talk first. I'd rather talk, I'd rather try than be that person that's in the corner that's unsure. And I also don't necessarily correct because I know that I've been there. And you know, there's some words that just sound so <clears throat> too uh, intellectual, I guess you could say. Como en español. Cosas como when fui a estudiar, when we're studying Querétaro, our summer programs, our moms, you know, we, we stayed with families. So they opened their houses for their houses. They just opened their houses for us now. They <laughs> let us live with families. So we can take that off the recording if we want to, because I sound like a dork. And um, so our our mom, our host mom, was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take you guys on a little tour, so para que se ubiquen todo aquí en Querétaro y después tengan un entendimiento cómo funciona toda la vida cotidiana." And we're like, um, "Okay." So my Rolex, yeah, I was like, my my brain was just like, "Okay, those words are what are those? What, what are those words? Ubicate y cotidiano. ¿Qué es eso? ¿Qué es eso?" And they were such simple words as in like, para que tu ubique, so you know where you're at, you know, descentralices and kind of get a point of reference, you could say. And then the cotidiano, I had no idea that it was like an everyday life, like the everyday life, the, you know, the things of every day. So for us, you know, when we're, we're growing up, we're learning uh, cosas, cosas de todos los días, you know, cosas que haces todos los días, everyday things, you know, todo, de todos los días. And cotidiano to me was such a like foreign word and the word ubicate just sounded so foreign, but they are the proper words. And I'm sure that like, my parents went to like up to second and third grade. If they, I think that's it. Maybe they both went to first and went to the second, but they didn't go and get a full on education. You know, they came here, they didn't go to school. They came here to work. So they're, and, and son de rancho también, no son de ciudades grandes. So las palabras que sabían, you know, they were just, there's what they passed on to us. And their Spanish maybe isn't the, the greatest, but I'm able to communicate with them. But when I started facing these words when I was living abroad and living in Mexico, I felt like 
that was the first time I felt like a pocha where yeah. I'm, I'm not really Mexican. I was always like, soy Mexicana. And I would hear other people speaking and talking. And I'm just like, nope, you know, se que es eso? Nope, no se que es eso? And I really felt for the first time, like, I must embrace the pocha term because this is definitely one of those, you know, where I don't know what cutidiana means and ubicate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I That's funny. But I feel like even as we're, we've grown and, you know, been professionals and have had to use Spanish at work, I feel like our Spanish has evolved. Like if I think about how, where our Spanish was, like the three of us when we were in college, it was good Spanish, pero yo creo no usamos las mismas palabrotas que usamos ahora, I feel, because we've we've experienced, like I, I for sure, like at work and using it with clients and clients from like different Latin American countries, I learned a lot of new words and what they meant and using them in that context, uh, living también en México, like tam también, también. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Muy en and in Spanish, that happens to me yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, being self-conscious, like, oh my God, are they going to understand me? And then people pointing out right, right away, like, where are you from like oh my god well i am but you know no so yeah it's it's a bit that in el tono como my parents uh my dad's from sinaloa and my mom's from born in uh, jalisco raised in nayarit but we would always visit my dad's as a family more often than my mom's so you know in sinaloa they hablan como cantadito no que así eso my mom always told us like don't you go to the rancho and come back hablando así que no sé qué you know bien ranchera so my mom would check us but when I was traveling through Mexico and I would speak Spanish, me salía lo, lo, like, así, lo, la cantadita. Oh, sí, que no sé qué. Y Rafa me decían, eres norteña, ¿verdad? Eres del norte. Ay? And they would do that. They were like, ay, norteñita. And I'm like, why are they doing that? I don't have an accent. And yes, like, my accent was definitely del norte de Mexico because everyone else didn't sound like, I didn't feel like I sounded any different, but they were very quick to point it out. Like, you're from the norte, you know? And I thought they were meaning, they meant like, <laughs> the United oh, States there. of America, you know, but no, they meant Monterrey, but I'm like, oh crap, do I sound like that? And nah, I did. And now I notice it because my daughter, Galilea, when she wants to speak Spanish, uh, se pone, Ay, mama. like she'll do her little yeah. rancherita voice. And I'm like, that's what I sound like. She's starting to sound like me. And then she speaks English, like I told, like right now, también, mamá, yo quiero comer. That's her English. Oh, that's good. Because I mean, you girls are raising some bilingual kids because they do have, like, Ceci, your daughters have like an English accent. Uh -huh. But honestly, we all have an accent. Yeah. Every person has an accent, whether you were born here, not born here, because every city, every state, we all have accents. When you travel, you realize that even from the U.S., there's no English in the U.S. that's just one language and we all sound the same like you can be from rhode island in some way you're from texas in some way you're from new york from california us in california north or south north or south we have an accent like everybody in the north had their slang words and everybody in the south has theirs and some people are like what the hell is a slang word right so we also have like our own vocabulary we grew up speaking the way we grew up speaking whether it's our family our country of origin or even our city so accents are to be embraced and everybody has them and i hope that no one's over there kind of looking their nose down at people that sound a way that they sound i mean embrace it that's with diversity and inclusion 
is. It's that we're all going to sound a little different and we're all going to have our tongue twisters and our words that we can't necessarily pronounce. And don't let anybody hold you back if they correct or they laugh at how you sound because you can always tell if it's like a snarky little condescending treatment. Be you and be proud of it. I have a story about accents. Um, I remember when I had just got hired, I was doing my first training week with um, <laughs> with the rental car company, right? So I was, they, they paid for a week for us to stay in Valencia and do like, they wanted us to just focus on the training. And it was really intense training because it was a major corporate company we we're working for. But the first day that my training was going to start, I actually got a call from this, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Buffalo in Buffalo, New York, because I had been applying because I wanted to move to New York. I'm like, I want to go out there and, and experience New York, but Buffalo is not really New York City. So well, I was just, th but I'm thankful now that I kind of, totally messed up that interview, but I'll tell you why I messed it up. So as we're talking, right, as I'm getting interviewed by the director, he's, he has a very heavy accent, you know, it's, it's East, you know, New York, very heavy, you know, so he was telling me, what would you do if you had, right, I'm not going to imitate him because it's hard, but he was, I confused when he said, if you had some activities to do and you only had these items, what would you put to what would you do for the with the kids if it's you know you have to do play inside instead of being out because it's a snowstorm whatever and he goes and you have a jump rope you have some cones and you have some bowls and i go huh bowls i'm like okay <laughs> I know he meant in my head i was like bowls right yeah. bowls. <laughs> where do you eat cereal yeah yeah, yeah. what you yeah. Use, and i was like where you, okay giant bowls maybe they were gonna be big so what the fuck would i do so i'm like okay so i come up with this activity in my head like what would i do with the bowls and the jump rope and the cones and whatever so i give him my example and then um i don't ever get a call back so <laughs> By the end of, you know, by the time I had already started, I, I know I had already started my training. So I'm like, I already have a job. Why am I trying to keep move, moving myself to the East Coast? I'm fine. Well, later on, I share my story with <laughs> with someone that happened to be from the East Coast. I'm like, oh, funny. I wanted to move out there. And I'm like, but I don't think they, I did too well in my interview. And I mentioned the word, right? And they're like, oh, like bowl. Like, you know, uh, he's like, why do you guys say it out here? Bal, bal. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, like. California, you know, I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, you meant he meant to say ball, and you understood bowl. <laughs> and you was, I thought it was odd mm -hmm. that he would mention a bowl when it was a ball he wanted to say. So <laughs> I totally messed up, but I ran with it with what I thought what it it was, <laughs> and I came up with a solution for what I thought was reasonable, you know, to do with activities to do with kids. But that's when I should have just said, do you mean this or do you mean that? I never clarified yeah. it. He just repeated it, but I didn't rep like, you know, I should have been like, do you mean like a bowl like cereal or a bowl that bounces? Like, what are you talking about? So what was the activity that the kids had to do with the bowls? I know. <laughs> they were like, he is not hired. No. So I said, well, you're going to start. I'm like, you're going to set the cones for the, for the start of the race. I'm like, I would do a, like a race. I'm like, we used to do this a lot in, you know, in elementary, we would have, you know, every year we had Olympics. And you would compete with the grade above, you know, you always like first and second grade, you're starting forward, fifth and sixth. And I'm like, so I would do something where it was like, um, like a quick race. So I would set up the cones to mark this, the beginning of the race. And I would have them jump rope. And I would have them jump rope all the way through to the end, which I would mark with the bowls. And then they would have to throw in their jump rope in the bowl. And then from there, <laughs> run back as quick as possible. Okay. 
so I felt that that was a yeah. good activity, Legit. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that there wasn't a bowl to be put into, anything to put into a bowl, it didn't work out. But anyway, I'm glad. And at the end of the day, yeah, you're glad because he may have caught that, okay, she struggled to understand what I'm saying. That could happen with the students, with the families. Like maybe we need to make it about access and someone local mm-hmm. will be able to... They can relate. They yeah. can the same way. And, you know, there's all these reasonings. And maybe it had nothing to do with that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we know why, why it happens. And it was meant to be that you weren't meant to get that job. You were going to segue into something else about, did you say OCD, Sissy? Yeah, I was saying, because Vero asked something and she saw my notes like, OCD, Ophelia, what does that mean? So Luis recently started talk, calling me Ophelia. I'm like, Ophelia? I'm like, ¿por qué Ophelia? And then he's like, yeah, Ophelia Cecilia de Rodriguez. I'm like, what? What does that mean? He's like, yeah, you're OCD. And I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Because he'll be like, Ophelia, ven pa' acá. Because when I get, like, so OCD about certain things in, like, my cabinets, I have, like, my my dishes are all, like, mugs. Like, my set is white, right? So all the white mugs, I have them on one shelf. And then the upper shelf is all the random mugs or whatever that's just how I keep it organized and Luis loves to use like the the like the blue and like whatever mugs he gets at work and I'm like oh why do you use those he's like because I like drinking out of those I'm like okay well then I have to like to either use you or use the stool to to step on the stool and reach and put those mugs away. He's like, why don't you just put them here on the same shelf? I'm like, because that's not how I want it organized. He's like, ay, Ophelia, you know, he starts calling me Ophelia. And that was kind of, that resonated with like last week, like, como me tardé en I was sharing this with Irene last week because so Mondays is usually my clean, my cleaning day, right? It's just like, I don't know why I make it Monday. I know it's hard, but it's like Monday. And like, that's the day that it's in. It usually like turns into part of Monday and, and Tuesday I finish, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I should just do it on Tuesday, but I don't. So Monday I was like, you know what? I'm not going to clean today because that refrigerator is filthy. It's I need to clean it. So Monday, I'm going to clean it and we're gonna, that's all I'm going to do. I also had a, um, I, I had an, uh, an interview. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I was trying to like make sense of my day. I started, no, me acuerdo si empeces, no, I didn't start that day. I started till like Tuesday. Like I woke up hella early. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to clean the fridge and this is all I, I'm going to do. But then I look over and I see my stove and my stove is filthy and I started doing that. This is before dropping off the school, the girls at school. I start cleaning it, and I have one of those like stoves that's um, just the like the top like glass or whatever. It's not your typical stove. I hate it. Sensucia rapidísimo. I cook one time, y, y, y sensucia. So I cleaned it, whatever. It, it, I scrubbed it. Um, I get the girls to school. I come back, but then I was like doing something else, um, work related. No me acuerdo qué estaba haciendo en el cuarto, and I didn't come back to the kitchen to continue cleaning it until i don't know three or four and then i start doing that and then i get distracted by something else and me voy a hacer la otra cosa again my ocd because i see something else that that bugs me definitely you took all day to clean that kitchen que te quedó preciosa y la cocina igual quedó quedó yeah pero es que veía cualquier cosa so i was cleaning the stove and i would see like the little edges that had dust i was like oh i want to clean this too so 
long story short to say that I finally did my, my fridge and the whole kitchen, but I didn't finish until like 10 PM. I was like, I was telling, um, Irene, I was like, Ay, por fin terminé con este refri. and I went like, I cleaned everything. I cleaned the freezer, like scrubbing con a hacks todo like i took apart the fridge and like i washed it because there was like it was just nasty it was nasty 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 quedó limpio a las, a las en punto terminé todo i even like i i uh pasé la no la aspiradora la, the, the, i was sweeping i sw swept the floor and quedó impecable the next day otra vez pues you know people have to eat i was like fuck i don't even feel like cooking i don't want to no. a la chingada, chingada. Yeah. me puse me puse a coser este unas calabazas, calabazas yeah, yeah. from thanksgiving from well yeah thanksgiving and halloween and i was like well me las voy a coser, uh, a coser with piloncillo and i was sure i took a video and it was i told irene i was like cuando quieres cocinar but you don't no quieres ni siquiera que se ensucie nada like cualquier little splatter water but I, like wipe it right away and i, I told Luis, i'm like sabes que ahora we're gonna starve we're not gonna eat parece <laughs> bien but yeah, it's, la, la cocina se ensucia rapidísimo, rapidísimo, but all this to say that I do have OCD, like I, I see something, I'm like, oh, let me fix that, but I'm like, wait, ¿por qué no te enfocas en esto, termina esto, and then jump on to another task, but I can't, like, I can't help it. Ceci, I noticed that I was, that was happening to me, um, I would start que lavando los trastes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to wash the dishes. But then I would jump to start scrubbing the, the stove. And then I would jump to clean underneath the toaster oven and the coffee pot and the toaster because había migajas. And I would just be jumping around everywhere. And then I started doing this a couple weeks ago where I would be like, I'm going to set a 15-minute timer. And I could focus there for just 15 minutes. I don't know. Maybe the three of us are all women. I used to clean like that too, or I still do. The timer where you're going with that is brilliant, but I can't clean my house without, it's like patches. My house turns out great, but I do not do one room at a time. I just yeah. cannot. I yes. And I think what happens is like um, our houses, you know, now that the houses are more connected, there's more of this being done in this room and that, you know, it's like the op open concept, but that open concept idea, it allows for shit to just get everywhere that belongs in another place of the house. So you're constantly picking up one little spot. And when you get to the other spot to drop it off, there's more crap there yes. that distracts you. Then you have to pick that up and you're like, well, let me take it to the bathroom because that's where it belongs. And then you get to the bathroom. You're like, oh, crap. Me estoy quedando calva. My hair is everywhere. Let me clean it up. So it's a constant thing. And so for me, like I said, it's those 15 minutes. And then when my alarm goes off, I'm like, fuck, I haven't finished the dishes. But I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I got through it. What next? Do I want to give myself 15 more minutes for this? Or should I give myself 15 more minutes for picking up this? But that's the only way I can keep myself on track because si no, ay, así ando. Así what a noche. brilliant idea, though. Like, make yourself for 15 minutes do it because the last time i cleaned my fridge i swear to god you guys it turned into why am i swearing to god i mean i cleaned that fridge because that was my only goal but by the end of it every cabinet was clean my trusses were reorganized my canned food was reorganized all my yeah. trash cans were emptied i was like i'm supposed to be cleaning this fridge but i swear to clean the fridge the whole kitchen was totally clean by the end of it and i'm like i wish that's this, how this started with ceci because i was like why can't cleaning up one thing that turns into three hours of cleaning be a workout i mean it's kind of a workout but it's not a legitimate workout like i can't count that as my workout and i'm like rushing because i wanted to go bike ride and three hours later i'm all like i'm pooped from cleaning this kitchen get this yeah, no you don't want to work out no. like, i'm on my knees like cleaning the boards then i'm on the stool reorganizing like 
I don't know, cans, canned food or whatever. So the kids can see it. Cause then they won't eat anything. Cause they can't find it. Cause God, <laughs> God forbid they grab the stool Please and move it. In su in su lugar. I always have to like describe it. It's like, I have things memorized to tell you where it is. And I have to verbally tell you because you won't move things around. I have to go in my kitchen and like reorganize fruits yeah. and vegetables. because Everybody will think that we don't have fruits and vegetables. It's like, Oh no, no, no. They're rotting in there all thrown on top of each other. Kids. We do have pears. We do have peaches or whatever the hell. I love how you say kids. I'm like, husband. No, he's like, <laughs> I ate moldy grapes. And I'm like, you know, we have another bag of grapes. In the fridge. <laughs> like, why didn't you just go grab them? Well, I ate moldy ones. And I'm like, well, you know how to find them. Why do I <laughs> have to remind you, you know, like you're the one doing the grocery shopping. Now you should remember that there was a bag in the back. You know, I love his accent. Anyway, I love so, his accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Hayward accent. Yeah. Oh, the Hayward accent. No, uh, it's the truth, man. Food, yeah. food waste is real, you guys. My kids will always want me to pick up the free lunch that they give away here in the district, and I make way to the hell to the no because I started doing it for you guys, and it's way too much stuff that you guys are not eating. Like that's where all your fruit comes to die. Like you want to eat the granola bar, but you don't want to eat the pear and the apple and the raisins and the other stuff they give you, or maybe you do want the tangerines, but bananas are like rotting. I told them. No more. There's no more. We're just throwing away food that someone gave to us and someone else could use it. Or I can buy you what you actually are going to eat. And if it's grapes this week and it's apples this week, great. But we don't need pears and tangerines and everything else taking up space. It's crazy. That's that's funny that you say you memorize where stuff is because you have to tell, you know, and not even just our kids, our husbands. Luis was asking me uh, just yesterday, the day before, like, where was, I forgot what it was, but it was like, I don't know, ¿dónde lo pones? Y tú lo escondes. I'm like, I don't hide anything. It's like, it's in its place. He's like, pues es que no está, no lo veo, you know, and, and we have like a, like a hallway closet where we have towels and like the toilet paper and all that. I forgot what he was asking, but, um, oh, I know what it was. It was, um, it was, uh, like a cleaning spray. He's like, I, like a concentrated one and he was going to like do di dilute it with water. He's like, where's the thing? I was like, I don't know. You did it last time. I'm like, so where did he put it? He said, pues no lo veo. I'm like, it's probably in the closet. And like, I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I just on the shelf, like right behind that toilet paper. I see it. I'm like, and you have better vision than me. And he's like, no, es que tú lo escondes. I'm like, no, I didn't. You, you, you're the one that put it there yourself. Oh God. I love that you're telling the story because I had a random story that I wanted to share and it absolutely has to do with husbands. <laughs> that one knows my story because she came over that day with husbands losing stuff. And I really shouldn't say husbands, but you know, there's a very high probability about 99.9% .9 of a probability that he lost something really essential for Christmas. So we get a tree. First of all, this tree fell out of a truck. I don't know if I told you guys that part. Like my mom. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, that makes it even better. Even better story, right? My mom tells me on Thursday when I take her to a doctor's appointment, wait, have you gotten your tree yet? And I go, funny enough, no, I'm going tomorrow. My living room's not that big. I want school to be over, to move out all the kids' school stuff, to put a tree and focus on the tree once school is over. So mind you, that's the 18th of December. We're recording this the weekend after that. So it's late in the game. It's late in December where I'm finally getting a tree. Well, my mom says, well, guess what? Your brother just found one on the side of the road. I'm like, what? Yeah, like it must have fallen out of somebody's truck. It's like wrapped up, like it was being carried from point A to point B, but it's yours if you want it. And I go, mom, I can't like take a tree home. She's like, it's the perfect size. It fits in your car, I promise. So I drop her off from Kaiser and the tree is sitting there like perfectly. Like this was God's way of like, este árbol es para ti. So I grab the tree. I'm like, dude, this tree's as tall as me. We're going. Thanks, mom. You know, so I get home all excited with this tree. My husband's like, we have a stand. We're ready to go. Friday after school comes, our plan is coming to fruition. And then he starts turning upside down this garage, which he has reorganized about three times in the last year, which he has everything meticulously organized so that he can find it 
in airports. Yeah. So we can find things. Yeah. So he cannot find the bag, the magical bag with the lights for the tree, the skirt, the star, and the ornaments. And he looks and he looks and he looks. And then Vero comes over with our awesome level of Latina shirts. Hurry up and get yours before they sell out. And she's we're trying on shirts. And I'm like, Vero, there's my tree girl, but there's nothing to put on it. Like I have nothing to put on this tree. We finally throw in the towel. I decided to go shopping. All the stores are out. Like if I want to decorate the tree with wrapping paper and ribbon, that they have. But the lights are put away and nobody has ornaments and nobody has skirts or stars. So Target A, Target B, Dollar Tree is just like slim pickings. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I'm going to have to wait on Amazon. We're going to piece it together in the next few days. Probably on Christmas, it'll be ready. But I go to Big Lots. I walk into Big Lots. And I thought for sure, Big Lots is going to have everything and it's going to be 30% off and we're going to have the best tree ever. I could not find anything. They already were stocking something completely different in that area, right where they had all the awesome light assortments and fake trees. It was like rubber containers and storage because of the new year, I guess. People are just like, put this shit away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, oh Thanks. my Lord, they don't have anything. I remember them kind of waiting till the last minute. So I'm checking out buying, I kid you not. Three different types of variations of chicharrones because my husband doesn't eat carbs. So he loves himself some chicharrones instead of chips. And some slippers. Look at my beautiful slippers. I'm buying like nice. stuff. Comfy and comfy. So I'm buying stuff I'm not there to buy. My daughter's being the best sport ever. Talking about mom, we'll be patient. We'll wait. We'll figure it out online. Like, don't worry, mom. She's a sweetheart. She has a 25 days of Christmas thing. And she has a schedule. And she knew that that day was Christmas tree day. I'm checking out. The last thing I tell the lovely gentleman named Dennis at the Big Lots in Redondo Beach is, you know what? My husband <laughs> threw him under the bus, lost all of our Christmas stuff. We came here to buy like ornaments and like a star and skirt and we don't have anything. Like what a bummer. I'm going to have to figure it out. He goes, wait, did you say a skirt? Hold on. He like runs away. Like he leaves to go look for a skirt. And then he comes back and he's like, you know what? We're all out of skirts, but you know what? Come here. And then he takes me back with him back to this section. And he's like, you know what? This could be an ornament. And you know what? This people use ribbon on their trees. What about this? This could be a star. And I'm like, this man has to go back to his like cash like register. Like he's being too nice. So I kept saying, if you need to go back, it's okay. He's like, honey, I'm not done with you. And he's like going through the wrapping paper, trying to get creative. And he's like, hold on, hold on. I have another idea. And he like disappears again. I run back to check on Sophie. And he's like in his cash register looking for returns. And then the girl who also works there, she starts going through returns because she catches wind that I need her help. I have two of three people working in this place helping me. And they didn't care. They didn't look at the other people in line. They were talking. This man stops. He's like, wait, one more idea. And he runs away. He runs back. And I'm like, what now? He's like, I was trying to get the skirt from our break room tree, but I guess we don't have a skirt. So that didn't work. <laughs> like, what is going on? The oh nicest like the people were just incredible. She's like, these were returned. It's open, but they still work. I mean, so we're like cheering in their their, their actual ornaments. And then this was returned and then like these big life-size ornaments. And this, we went through a return bin, you guys. And before you knew it, I had the most beautiful red and silver, like bow slash ornament slash ribbon. Like, I think I have the cutest tree now. Cute. Oh, yes. People at Big Lots like, went up, up and beyond. And I'm trying to paint. He's like, hold on, hold on. And they're frantically searching for a coupon, you guys. They couldn't find a coupon to give me $15 off. So then he goes and grabs a monster i'm like what is going on he checks himself out he buys a monster the receipt that prints he gives it to me so i have 15 dollars off my whole order and he goes will you be back before the 24th 
I go, yes. He goes, take this other coupon. And it's like 10 off of 40. And I'm just like this incredible man, this incredible man. And I go, you've just made my daughter's day. Thank you so much. She totally was like, okay, if we didn't do it, but you know, she didn't have her stuff. He goes, oh my God, I hate you. And Sylvie looks at her like, looks at him like, what? He goes, but you know what I hate you means, right? It means like, I love you. I love you. Like you're making me tear up. I love this. I love this. And like, this man is incredible. As I'm leaving, I remember that when I walked in there, I dug through my purse, you guys, and I found a quarter and $2 and it's all I had. And I gave it to the Salvation Army guy. So tip of the day is a small act of kindness. You don't think about it. Sometimes you're too busy. You don't want to do for someone else. You don't want to stop and think like I'd only give him a quarter, but then I'm like, I'd have to have more than a quarter. And I gave him my last two bucks in my wallet and I go in there and it's like 15 off mm. image returns, not one, but two people helping me. They stopped the whole store for like 20 minutes. I'm, I'm sure somebody else was like in corporate complaining. Like they spent so much time to help this lady and her kid, but those people were incredible. And I want to believe that it's like God looking out for people. Who look out for other people. That's the moral yeah. of the story. tip of the day. Um, Good morning, Sonia. Christmas yeah. cheer. Christmas love. We got our tree. It all worked out. We needed. We needed. We needed like the decorations. I, I I know I went above and beyond. I didn't have any to begin with. And I spent a lot of money. But I was like, you know what? We're going to be at home. Like I want it to yeah. look nice. I want it to. I want to feel the spirit. I want the girls to have a, a great time. It's, and like times like this. It's mostly for kids. Kids love the magic of Christmas and not just in the sense of Santa Claus. It's just the everything that comes with it, that, that everything Christmas entails, like Irene said, being thoughtful, you know, and mindful of other people and being helpful and being kind. Ceci, you know, setting the mood right for your children. Like, you know, we stress as adults, but kids are stressing with us. With 2020, there's a lot of things that we want. Like we said, it's going to be 2020, good riddance. What else, like before we back, recap and end our episode, like what else do you think should stay in 2020? Irene, you go first. Systemic racism. We had a tough year in 2020, and I'm glad, I'm really glad that there was a lot of positive attention to this issue. But my goodness, it's just so sad that we still have to be going through all of this after 400 years of systemic racism and a system that is completely bringing down our black and brown people. I really wish we could leave that in 2020 if that was a bigger thing that we can leave. But period, we get to leave Trump in 2020. So we are going to get rid of racism to a point because Trump yeah. gets to in 2020. I'm very excited to leave him right then and there. And I also think, you know, 2020 taught us so much about togetherness and the simple things. Mm -hmm. And let's not go back to being couch potatoes in 2021. If we get to go out and go to restaurants and be active, like if you picked up biking or walking or doing things that you had to do, we were forced to do because, right, everything else closed. So you were forced to be creative. Like, let's take that into 2021. But in 2020, let's leave like the laziness, the things that were not good for our bodies, the things that were like overspending, all that stuff that was so commercial, right? But we were forced to slow down and spend less and be with our family. I want that in 2021. But in 2020, that selfishness, that that racist point of view and that inactivity. I think I'd say judgments, like stop judging people. Like you don't know their story. You don't know where they're coming from. Um, I know it's, I know it's e easy to like scroll on social media and just think like, you know, I don't know, just m make up things in your mind, but you don't know where that person is coming from. You don't know what shoes they walked in. So stop judging people and, and, and don't be afraid to step forward and like realize your goals. And if you see someone like struggling or just thinking that they're not enough, you know, hype them up, like, si puedes. like, come on, you know, and, and, and. I think all three of us are all about that. I mean, we created a business for that, like to push people forward, like realize your like biggest dreams and goals. And like, we're here for you. Like, 
Don't remember. Don't forget that. And I think with the with the leaving behind in 2020, I agree with you, ladies, on the uh, the laziness that is, but also the laziness in in you. Um, we're always as Latinas or just as mujeres, we always we worry about everyone else. It's if it's not your children, it's your siblings, it's your cousin, it's your mom, it's your parents, it's you know la tía, el tío, el vecino. We're worried about everyone else and we're not looking in. So I really hope that what stays behind is a laziness to really put ourselves as a priority. And what would, but bring with you into 2021, the willingness to invest in yourself, the willingness to learn and to grow and to do all these things guilt-free. I, last night before I went to bed, and that was my last thing I saw. Um, I knew I had to do a post for Level Up Latina. I usually have to post on the weekends. And recently, I've been just so busy with other things and distracted. And I've, I've mentioned before that I've been feeling a little bit of this unmotivational, unmotivation, like demotivation, unmotivation. And I was scrolling and I found, instead of posting, I ended up scrolling and found this one post. And it was really talking about how, you know, as first generation kids, we reach a point where we emotionally outgrow our parents sometimes and our family. And it really, you know, and how we address our family and discuss certain things. And it really hit home. So I want us to bring into 2021 that still willingness to grow and learn and invest in ourselves, but feel guilt-free and find a way to give it back to your family, whichever way you can, you know, and, and, Investing in yourself is not a bad thing. Taking care of you is not a bad thing. If you don't do it, who else is going to do it for you? So that's where I want to, that's how I want to close it off on my end. And I hope that everyone that's listening takes a little time to just really take a look inside and look within and see really what you want to bring with you. What what show are you going to bring on 2021? Um, it's a new year. It doesn't mean it's a new you. It's a different you. It's hopefully a modified version of yourself. And that you're just at least taking one step forward and start that little journey to where you want to be. So with that, we hope that uh, this is our last episode of the month. Yeah. So we our wish last you all episode of the year. Of the oh, year. I, I know. Good Goodbye. Riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. So with that, we leave you. Thank you so much for checking in and listening to this episode. Les agradecemos tanto, tanto, tanto. We have so many things to be grateful for. Um, you know, it's, it's been such a great year, even though it's been filled, uh, with lots of adversity <laughs> and lots of painful growth, but we've made it and we want to wish you all happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, todo, todo, todo lo que se incluye under the sun and a very, very, very prospero año nuevo. So let's keep the conversation going. Hit us up. I know sometimes we get a little self-conscious about sending in a personal message. Hit us up, send us an email, DM us you know, get in contact with us. We are here to listen and we're here to keep the conversation going. Even so if it's email us. that we don't know how to pronounce words, right? Right. Yes. That's, 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 right? that's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. Please email us. Go ahead, Veto. Yeah. Please, please feel free to give us your feedback. We're growing. We're learning. We're investing in ourselves. So you can email us at admin at levelablatina.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle there is at levelablatina. And you can also find us on Twitter at latina underscore up but we leave you with that los queremos tanto thank you for your support yeah we'll see you guys in 2021 baby thank you thank you enjoy los tamales el pozole everything happy new year 
y se ponen a bailar y las libras de más así